That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? No space of regret can make amends for one life's opportunity misused. Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. <laughs> Robo Rich, ladies and gentlemen, is right now over the legal limit for ice cream sodas. I think he's had two root beer floats, unable yeah, to I'm operate a machinery. Pig. <laughs> I really want a root beer float right now. You um, know what I did just now? My wife's baking brownies for the office, and she had Oreos that she's crushing up and putting in the brownie mix. But then she had like the leftover whole Oreos on the right. So I took a whole Oreo. I'm not okay. I'm 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 downplaying it. I took about four or five Oreos in a row, and I dipped them into the brownie batter and ate them like like fucking chips and salsa. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Oh, yeah. I just gained two pounds listening to that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to part one of the Bat Force Christmas party. First one over here on Bat Force Radio. Past I'm night. fucking pissed as shit, man. I went to the fucking liquor store and they didn't ID me for being over 21 just like they did the guy before me that paid for his alcohol. And I said, motherfucker, I'm over 21 and you didn't ID me. Now give me a slam jam. You say motherfucker just like an old man. That's scary. Just because I have a cane doesn't mean I can't be under 21. I think the fact that your pants were off and you could see your adult diaper gave it away too. Just because probably. my pants are pulled up past my nipples can't mean you are under 21. <laughs> Gramps, Gramps, what chest size are your pants? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who else is here? We got Robin Cross. Notorious LPC. We're Scott. Yo. Just say it's Scott. Yeah, Batman villains. <laughs> AKA. <laughs> that Trunkler. <laughs> Scott's at fucking work, everybody. He's the, the only member that gets paid to be on Bad Force Radio, by the way. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Rich can't get over it. <laughs> like I'm over to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Become a hog. Fucking pizza. Record. Oh, yeah, man. Deep Doors deep. always open. <laughs> the trunk is always open. Yep. <laughs> Never closed. Scott just, Scott just opened up Not. this hotel where it's like it's got multiple different like back entrances and stuff. So it's like you can come and spend the night at that motel in Chicago because. You know, he's got like murder rooms in it and different passageways so like you can get around unnoticed, un- unbeknownst to the, the guests. So when Tom sent me uh, that print and I had to go to my uh, the office at my apartment complex and it has my address, but it doesn't even have my name. It says the trunkler. Yep. <laughs> hey, I received a package from one of you. I can't remember who. I got a package that said hockey curve dick. Robin Robin found it at his neighbor's house and he was like, Oh good thing the kids didn't see you. Like, that is, dick. That's amazing. <laughs> 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 
Merry Christmas. Got a package from one of you assholes that's an old limp dick. So. <laughs> I don't think that was from any of us. I think that was from your wife, Graphic Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> She's sending him a message. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, gonna take that Viagra pill. I keep getting all those damn emails for some kind of male performance issues. Oh, yeah, I promise we're gonna talk about Batman soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Merry Christmas. Who's Batman? I quit Christmas Batman. Party. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa to Rich, by the way. And uh, <laughs> yeah, because apparently, okay. So we're all from Africa if you trace far back enough. To our listeners tonight, <laughs> if if you love Batman and Christmas, then I would highly suggest this book to fucking anyone. Because this is some of the most gorgeous artwork I think I have ever seen within a graphic novel ever. Um, pretty much Lee Bermerho drew Batman Noel. It's pretty much a Christmas carol meets Batman. You know, Dickens' Christmas carol. It's and Scrooge. Uh, he pretty much turned Gotham into a winter wonderland. He just put this filter over Gotham in a way that I've just never... Like, even with the first three pages into it, you just... Between the snow and the Christmas lights and the glowing coming from the windows and the Santa billboard that looks almost vintage, he set yeah. the scene for this tale. It's uh, it, it took me almost three hours just to read this book because I like studied every page right because it's that beautiful it really is yeah. but let's give yeah. let's give credit where credit's due lee did draw it but this italian artist uh barbara chiardo i think is how you pronounce her name she's an Chiano. italian Chiano. Chiano. pizza she's an italian colorist <laughs> so i think she definitely <laughs> needs <laughs> i knew you were gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> hey Luigi, you got to come help me. I left the keys running in the car and the pizzas are in the back. <laughs> you need to oh, preference that this is the Christmas uh party edition. Yeah. And yes, we are drinking. <laughs> We're all full of no one said spirit that. and other things. Oh, no one mentioned that. We're starting to keep warm. Well, what I love okay, you mentioned like the first three pages. It it starts at the top of a building. And it's almost like that opening scene of Star Wars where you see the landscape and oh, then here it if we tilts go. down. You want to talk about Star Wars? And then, like, and oh, then, here we you know, go. No spoilers. And then it goes into... <laughs> Speaking of spoilers, let's talk about how The Force Awakens ended. It took, it took five Lieber minutes Mano before we actually... The... The art of the Force Awakens. <laughs> five minutes. Took five minutes to go from Batman to Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, I can't even breathe. The fuck is going on? <laughs> Long story short, if you've read Charles Dickens, you know how the story is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Co-stanza. <laughs> yeah, it's so it was a Dickens tale. Lee refers to Batman as Scrooge in it. He has three visitors. To me, to me, that was the twist in the book: is that he made Bruce Wayne the Scrooge because because we all thought it was going to be the guy in the toy shop, didn't we? I thought it was going to be the guy in the toy shop. Or as we go through and you see that big house and that big estate, I at first thought it was going to be. 
Oswald Cobblepot because, well, because, you know, the guy talks about he's employed by, you know, Scrooge and all this stuff. And I thought because he's a goon, he's going to be employed by a rogue. No, he's he's a Wayne Enterprise employee. That was the twist to me. And then it kind of made it, you know, really cool to see how Bermejo, you know, showed how Bruce Wayne really is, you know, isolates himself and and really doesn't have a lot of relationships that you would consider close or friendly, you know, how he didn't have a lot of love in his life. He wears a mask 50 percent of the day. How many friends is he going to have? True. True. Well, uh, when I first was reading it, um, so. yeah. when I first was reading it, it was almost like Bruce w- or Bruce was having to work because of Batman. Like you know, his alter ego was like the Scrooge, and Bruce uh, Wayne was Cratchit. Pretty much, you know, he had to work on Christmas. He was being forced to work on Christmas because, quote unquote, you know, Batman, his alter ego, you know, he doesn't take a break. He doesn't take a day off. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, Batman just. Pretty much monitoring this guy who's running money errands um, for the Joker, who's wow, working he's at our bo- number one guy. We're gonna have a new Bob appreciation day. <laughs> Even Bermejo's Joker kills Bob. What? Who wants to see Bermejo draw an entire story of just the flashbacks when he's got the first appearance slash sixty six look? Oh my god, that was oh, awesome. Right? That was awesome want, that they did it in this book. Yeah. I want to see just Bermejo doing like an entire story <clears throat> with like old school either first appearance suit or the uh, 66 suit because he kind of did even, both of them. I even like the Robin suit that he designed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's badass. Dude, that's and this Batman suit in Noel yeah. is so badass. Yeah, dude, the, the art in this book is just like I mean, do it's it, you know what it makes it. It felt like I, I want to see Bermejo do like a like a '66 throwback or a first appearance throwback or like a year one throwback with this art style. I also want to see him do like an indie book, like a 1940s gangster book, like New York gangster book. Oh, because yeah, be when you're looking sick. at it, it makes me feel like I'm reading a graphic novel like that set in like the same um, like universe as The Godfather or something. Which like version got, of this book do you have? Do you have the hardcover version? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have that, absolutely. In the, I, I love or, in... Oh, no, oh, yeah, the hardcover. In the back of the hardcover, it shows, like, some of the sketches. Just yeah. the pen, yeah. pencil sketches, yeah. and some of them don't, you know, he's altered and changed. Man, his fucking sketches are I, I was, better uh, than 90% of the shit out there. You know, it's interesting. They're super tight. Like, like most sketches by artists are really, like, especially Jim Lee, like, they're super loose. And the the anchor comes in and does a lot of like touch up work, but what's his name? Bermejo's. It's like really tight pencil work, where yeah. a lot of, a lot of the details already in there, and the ink and um, I mean it adds a lot, but still it's like the, what you what you get from him alone is just. Nutty. I mean, obviously Gotham looks very much like New York City here. Yeah. Just the background of the buildings where Batman's you know he's chasing Catwoman. She's jumped across from one building to the next, so he's going to try to do the same. And it's got that picture where the the apartment buildings drop down. I mean, just that picture there alone. I mean, I can't imagine how many hours that took to draw that and pencil it and ink it. A lot of his book, a lot of the pages, they don't have like, you know, the 
definitive cut panels. It's almost like the images overlap and interweave to form one motion yeah. as you read it. And it's like, like your eyes follow, you know, the pan the pictures and stuff like that. It's not like a cut panel, panel, panel. Hey, who is that guy who knocked it for not having the comic book feel because it was too realistic or Jesus something? Jesus fucking Christ. Some, some said fucking that? real schmuck, eh? Some motherfucking... <laughs> who, who said that? Some... Yeah, Graham read it. After I read the book, I wanted to get some more information, and I happened to go onto the Wikipedia. I'm sorry. It just all right. came up, and some guy knocked it for being too realistic so i edited wikipedia to say no one gives a shit about this guy he yeah let me see if i can find the guy that said that you know if you um like i went on this little bermejo kick and i had to get everything he had like he drew for if you look at his early work he did on uh resident evil dude he like he seriously went from good to fucking a monster yeah seriously he's good man i love his art the guy you were referring to his name there's two guys um no well the one the second one sean morrissey of outer realm comics was less yeah. impressed saying that it was a good read but it's all thanks to the source material and the overly realistic art ruins the comic book fantasy yeah, Sean Morrissey, let's see your fucking artwork. Well, Stomp that fuck. guy's ball. Oh, here we go, the Morsler. Who cares? <laughs> Dude, this felt, this little man, this felt more fantasy than most comics when he's leaping yeah. towards Catwoman, who portrays the ghost of Christmas past, and then Superman's holding him and flying him over Gotham City to... You know, take Dude. a look at the current state you know, of Gotham, and you know then what? The... I actually love the the Superman part. <laughs> this is great, man. Yeah. It, it was... Yeah. What book are you reading, Sean Morris? Oh, oh man. Dude, he he draws Superman. Go ahead, load him he up. Draws Bob, him and let just as good as he, he draws fucking Batman, dude. Mm-hmm. So I love how Superman flies around with Batman. He's got him oh. under the arms, and he just <laughs> flies around. Yeah, hanging out. That's really fucking cool. Titanic. And then, funny. here's the point that really made me kind of laugh. Is like, you know, because in the book, Super, uh, Batman's kind of got a call for pneumonia. Here's how you know Bermejo's a badass. He can draw an x-ray vision of someone with pneumonia. I mean, that's when you know <laughs> yeah. you're badass. And then Superman's like, oh, I can hear you sniffle from Metropolis or whatever. And then later on, he takes Batman back to his car, and his car blows up. Joker planted a bomb, but Superman just keeps flying off. He's like, yeah. oh, I, I can hear I can hear you sniffle in Metropolis, but your car blow off? I'm just going to keep flying. Fuck you. Dude, Fuck you. When, when his car blew up, and then he's just laying there, and, and the perspective you get is from the ground, and then you see the Joker walk to- towards him in that alleyway. Oh, that's so good. I, I was like, oh, now the Joker... Yeah portrays um the the ghost of christmas future in other words death as well and then he yeah. just drags batman into his snowy cemetery in an I, open grave That's i love badass. how bermejo kind of connects the joker story into this book too i mean just the way he drew joker and yeah. oh man it's just badass dude the one panel where he has joker looking through the door 
Like Jack from fucking The Shining. Oh, that role. Yes, dude. I was oh, just thinking. Oh, yeah. Fucking ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Oh, man. But you, I'm going to throw you know that what? up on the bad force for Christmas time. You know what? The <laughs> most striking thing for me, or one of the most striking things in this book, was when the ghost that warns Bruce about the three ghosts that will visit him on Christmas Eve night is Jason Todd filling in that uniform in the back cave. Here we go. <laughs> that was before Jason Todd became the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> but before all the, before all the dark bullshit side. and nonsense that they did with Jason Todd, when he's actually dead, all right, and he just appears and warns Bruce, I thought that was pretty uh, clever and striking. Yeah, and yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And Bruce is really look. You could see it in his eyes. If you guys are on that page, he like closes his eyes really tight and then opens them wide to look again. He's just like in disbelief. And I'm just thinking. I feel like this book, um, Batman Noel. It feels very personal, doesn't it? Like, like Bermejo is incorporating elements that he might have once experienced. It feels like a very personal book as he well, goes through this. Obviously, because he included you know, some scenes of like the Batman 66, which he has said reading some, a little bit about his, his background. He said that 66 Batman, you know, drew him into the character. So he, he loved that so much. So I loved when he included the 66 and also, you know, the, the various suits, but yeah, it it does seem very personal. Even, yeah, like when the guy returns home <clears throat> to his son, who's like supposed to be like Tiny Tim, you know, they're very poor, living in Gotham, and the kid's trying to make a Christmas tree out of, you know, this tin can mm-hmm. and twigs, and he's hanging a, a broken bottle off one branch and a cut up beer can off the other and a little green soldier. On I felt top. sorry for him because I'm like, you know what? Yeah. The trunkler's got a whole trunk of toys that he can <laughs> put up on that tree. Oh, 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 Kurt A. It is pretty sad and pathetic when the, you know, the father comes home. Um, he's This guy's doing money runs for the Joker. Like We're so used to modern Joker where money means nothing to him. This has a very old feel in the sense that Joker is concerned about his money being transported by, you know, some desperate, you know, guy and that's trying to help his sons. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. It, it kind of ties into the, the original J- Joker story where he's, he's really just a gangster almost. He's got like a cell phone business on the side. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I jailbreak your phone. You know, <laughs> I feel that this is a book that you could even read your children as a Christmas story because comic books are so deeply embedded in, you know, modern day society now, <laughs> like how people used to read their kids Christmas carols and, and stories during this time of the year. This is something that looks like a picture book that they could actually read. It has, yeah. you know, there's a moral to it and there's, you know, characters. Well, taken it's not on. even, and to piggyback, to piggyback off of that, it's not even, I mean, yeah, there's violence, but nothing compared to, you know, the story Joker where that, uh, Harley Quinn's stripper and he, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, the guy. That's a bit and, different. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it's not, yeah, there's fighting, like, between Catwoman and Batman on the rooftop, but mm. other than that, there's not really any, if you want to call it, hardcore violence. No. So, yeah, I mean, no, you could right. definitely read that to your child and not have them be traumatized. And, yeah. It's interesting that 
Romero went into this because, well, in a way, Jeff Loeb already did it with Ghosts, with part of the Haunted Night, where he did do the same story only in a Halloween theme, but this is the actual appropriate Christmas theme. Yeah. And, you know, so it worked, though, you know, because visually he pulled it off. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's an art book. When it comes down to it, it's an art picture book that tells the story. And you could just, even like the chase with Catwoman, I mean, just gorgeous I mean, drawing even, and lighting. and Even wrote in, like, uh, <clears throat> even from, from the beginning where, um, you know, Batman's running through the snow. He's even writing in, like, the crunch, like... I love when that. I read that, yeah, yeah, I could just hear, you know, when I, you know, walk into the yeah, snow and you hear like that crunch, 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 crunch. Foot. Yeah. Yeah, so good. And he even incorporates no, I, uh, Martha and Thomas Wayne when they died. He even. Oh, like, that was one of my favorite panels. I was glad you brought that up. Yeah, he even snuck that in. That yeah. page was amazing because he basically split two pages into, like, one big splash... And, you know, it, it happens early in the book where Batman's chasing Catwoman, but then he falls. And then as he, I guess he hits the ground, he kind of has a, you know, every Batman book always seems to incorporate the the origin in a way, you know. And I thought that was genius how he did it. Mm. But that was one of my favorite pages out of this book. Kind of like black and white, almost like a wash when you when, when it showed his, you know, little Bruce Wayne walking with his parents and... Except for Martha, you know, her purse and the little red flower. That was the only thing that was colored than, I mean, besides the blood, but... How cool was the <clears throat> jack-in-the-box toy shop that the Joker Dude. was operating out of? <laughs> I was just looking at that. That is so detailed, even to every last little toy. He, they all look amazing. So appropriate, too. I like how, like, it's, it's a boarded-up door that goes into the toy shop, and then Joker just, like throws a bag of money out through the little space between the the boarded pieces of wood really clever he even leaves a note for batman in it when he figures out that batman's kind of <clears throat> on his trails yeah i like how he said you know a, another joke that went above your head <laughs> and he keeps and he calls him an old man doesn't he yeah that was another thing is like he and catwoman does too mm. so you can tell yeah. And also in the Batcave, you can see he he has scars. This isn't like, you know, a, a, a young Batman. This is an a, an experienced Batman. Mm. Well, they're playing up on the Scrooge thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. Thing, you know how he's been at it a long time, and that's why it's uh, been consuming his life. Yeah, even when um, Superman flies him up towards, uh, <laughs> is that I don't know if that's the precinct or. Jim Gordon's residence, but when he puts Batman on the ledge so he could hear Gordon talking to the cop, and uh, he gets a different idea of how how they feel about him. And that you know. to me was probably one of the strongest parts for Bermejo's writing. You know, you don't see that perspective a lot, and right there, he took you inside of Jim Gordon's perspective as a cop, and you know, he's talking to this police officer, and he's like, "Yeah, you know." He crosses a line sometimes that you and I can't, but we know he teeter-totters on the edge of whether or not we accept him for what he does or whether or not we have to go get him. And mm. to me, that was a very strong piece of writing because, um, you know, Bermejo's obviously known more as an artist than a writer. He's one of these guys that's trying to become, go from art to a writer, you know, right. especially since he's doing the We Are, we Are Robins mm. book, you know, mm -hmm. Mm. and... That to me right there, I I love that. 
And uh, how much does uh, how much does Gordon look like Santa Claus there in that one panel where he's fixing his glasses and holding the pipe? Yeah, and the, with the mustache and the white hair. What's in that pipe? Ooh, <laughs> rich. We speculate. Purple. <laughs> Santa here. A very Merry Christmas and the happiest New Year. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, what'd you guys think of that Batmobile? Oh, fuck. It's sick. I love that. That's a great design of everything the suit, the city, the the car, everything. Kind of like a choo choo train. Do you kind of think that Bermejo kind of adapted things from. The 66 Batman to the 89 Batman to the Christopher Nolan Batman and kind of all melted them into this story. Yeah, I've yeah. always thought I've always thought that his the Joker look kind of was heavily inspired by. Um, what's his Absolutely. face? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. <laughs> Definitely Jason Todd. I can't wait for Jason Todd Joker in Suicide Squad, by the way. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Can we have a Jason Todd episode? Yeah, let's just do one. Just about, yeah. Jason Todd Day. Mark it on the calendar. Let's talk about the Batman Noel statue that's coming out. Oh, the Prime, Prime 1. Prime oh, 1. Oh, fucking A. Well, if you got a thousand dollars to spare, we can talk about it. Yeah, it does. It does. A little known fact: it does cost a thousand dollars just to talk about it. Oh. Yeah, the conversation ends with me at the price tag. That... Yeah, it's so good. It is, and it's also a pain in the fucking ass to get him over from uh, what is it, Japan? Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. You know how many statues that company's announced so far? It's, it's insane. A lot. But, it, but it, you know what? The, the market's out there. Why not? Well, yeah. that's when you know that the story has become uh, very popular among readers and collectors. I mean, look at know. this. You have the Joker dragging Batman through a freaking snowy graveyard. Man, that splash page is so striking. And then... I wanted to ask you guys. I see one of the tombstones has April seventeenth on it. Um, it really stands out. Is that a, a well, like a known date for anything? Do you know? Uh, it's three days after my birthday. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Yeah, just... <laughs> you, you know, fucking Jason Todd. So. Mystery solved. Next. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Moving That's on, asshole. No, now I want to get this book in the absolute form. This is crazy. So basically, the Joker is showing Batman what it would be like if he died. So there's just complete anarchy on the streets of Gotham. And I thought it was funny how uh, Lee wrote in Kane's Electronics. I'm guessing, you know, Bob Kane, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Lee's a proper fanboy, you know, going back to the 66 and first appearance and the, now throwing Kane in there and even the classic Catwoman suit throwback mm-hmm. um he sounds like he's a proper batman fan and um, well, actually that uh <clears throat> that part where it is like the throwback of catwoman yeah isn't that a um that, that image is from like a famous uh, i forgot what number it was but a famous comic cover jesus christ who's uh packing up their bags for school tomorrow yeah no <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> lunch is done <laughs> <laughs> i just love the look of the colors and the just the art is just I mean even if you don't fucking read this book if you just flip through it exactly God yeah. man 
you were talking about the uh, references there, like uh, Kane. Uh, there's also a, a Dick Sprang reference. Uh, there's the one building with the big Sprang sign on it. Uh, the big uh, neon yeah, light. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that Catwoman was uh, robbing. Hey, yeah. you guys want to hear something crazy? You're talking about April 17th. I just Googled April 17th, Batman. Guess what day I... the Batman versus Superman trailer hit? Uh, March 19th. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought April I thought you 17th. were going somewhere else with that. I feel like uh, maybe Batman number one. Mm. Mm. I think Detective Twenty Seven's at least printed date was May. Yeah, May was the printed date, but, but uh, April might have been the street date. Hey, just to go real quick to the uh, the Catwoman panel there, I got the deluxe. Or whatever. No, I got the uh, commentary by Lee Bermajo in the back of the book, and it says, uh, "A, it was his favorite, favorite character. He's looking forward to drawing for the book, but he wanted to introduce some of the more ridiculous scenarios that were commonplace in the '66 series, as a way to emphasize the change from lighthearted Batman of the past to the darker, violent vigilante of today." So he thought that really went well with the Christmas uh, Carol theme. Interesting. So yeah, yeah, like the scenario where Catwoman has Robin tied up and that tiger's about to just tear his head mm-hmm. off and then Batman jumps in. That seems like a very proper Batman 66 scenario. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the, the first Catwoman costume ever? It's purple and green. Looks like, Wasn't that? Yeah. I think there's nods to DKR as well because when it shows Batman hallucinating and as if he died and anarchy on the streets, there's people like with Joker makeup on fighting with guys with harnesses and batman like uh, a bandage or a wristband around his bicep with a batman logo yeah it's like a sons of batman kind of thing so he also has a batman tramp stamp i don't know if it's oh. such a tramp stamp it's more kind of the shoulder blades but yeah no, a little no, bit look lower, nah. look lower. It's on, on the lower back, it says oh, oh, it's I just got back to the page, and yeah, there's that tramp stamp too, uh, <laughs> right onto his, dipping right down to his crack. In a world where Batman dies, Gordon's prosecuted for aiding a vigilante as well, isn't he? Now, I was going to say that just the, uh, the beginning of those panels, it, it's got one guy with like a Batman helmet on, and then he has like a tattoo and like this, the, um, the shape and it said the bat symbol on his chest says revenge on it yeah i don't know you can't read all the tattoos but they definitely have a lot of words on them too but that one i definitely saw when i was reading it the first time mm. what does the other guy's tattoo says says born to something die with you it says robo rich detroit it says feeling like <laughs> robo rich <laughs> yeah it, it says nice uh tramp stamp <laughs> You know, when I was reading, I, uh, before I read this, like, the suit and the version of the Joker, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But, like, after reading this and seeing all the art and everything, man, it is just fucking gorgeous. Mm. Through and through the whole thing. That's yeah I, yeah, I took my time to read this. I mean, I, I really let it sink in and absorb it because mm. he, he he's one of these guys that, like, um, what Batcrap has said about Tim Cell is, like, everything's by design. Mm. And you you really need to pay attention to the little nuances that you may miss or overlook something. I mean, look at that splash page when <clears throat> Batman's buried alive, and then the tombstone says, uh, "Here lies a bat. He died boring, predictable, and nobody loved him." Mm. <laughs> That's so Joker. That's so Joker saying, "Haha, fuck you, Batman." 
pretty much. And then his fish just comes right out of the earth and he crawls out of his grave. Like, That's so cinematic. A Joker whacks uh, Bob right in the fucking face with a, a wrench. <laughs> I guess they couldn't do a crowbar, so I went to a wrench. And uh, this guy couldn't deliver his money. Batman, Batman used him as bait, jumps through the window and just... Uh, they scuffle a little, and Bob picks up the guns about to kill the Joker, and Batman convinces him to uh, to be a hero in front of his kid and not pull the trigger. You know, you can see that Joker's really on a death wish. He always I mean, is. Huh? He, he doesn't give a shit. Shoot him. He doesn't care. Mm. That's so crazy. It's a long and, night for Bruce. He's in the Batcave. I love these little end-of-the-story <laughs> things when they're back in the Batcave, and Bruce is just like, yeah, I'm good, and Alfred's like... So, you know, just what, what, what what kind of donuts do you think he got the Gotham City Police? Mm-hmm. Uh, the rich. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with a custard. A custard. Okay. Mm. Have you guys ever had Shipley's donuts? No. Oh my no, god. Like ship. Dude, there's this donut place that opened close by. They're called Shipley's Donuts. They have the best. I mean, they have. All the toppings, all the cream fills, and for cheap too. And when I read this panel, I was like, "Man, if he got them Shipley's donuts, <laughs> shit, he hooked them up." Yeah. <laughs> so this guy that was running errands for the Joker was originally uh, Wayne Enterprises employee. Yeah. Well, I did definitely expect that at the end. All right. Yeah. Man, they must pay like shit for him to live in an apartment like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Bruce has a tree delivered to the father. I mean, I guess the moral was that Bruce Batman was so uptight that he didn't really have any sympathy for the guy because he was running errands for the Joker, even though he was trying to help his sick son. In the end, he, you know, turned the blind eye or whatever, had a Christmas tree delivered with a packet, giving him a raise at Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, I I think it kind of shows, you know, I mean, as... Bruce Wayne was more focused on being Batman than actually running Wayne Enterprises and stuff. He was totally detached from how the employees were treated in a way. Yeah. And uh, I really love that splash page when the kid's just like leaping in the air. And uh, mm-hmm. it's so, that's re- definitely taken out of New York. That lamppost, the cab, everything is just so New York. And then, and then the end, um, he ended it really nice, very solemn, very warm Christmas ending. But I felt. The, he's asking this, his sleeping son now the moral of the story. I guess he was the one who was telling the story the whole time. No, I mean, when I, when I first read it, I thought it was, you know, kind of throughout the story, Batman was talking about, like, how his father would read him a story. And then, of course, on the last page, I was like, oh, shit, it's, it's Bob that's telling the story. You know what? When I was reading this last night, I read the, the forward by Jim Lee last uh, before I read everything. He really kisses his ass, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your boy. But then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy. But uh, no, like it, rules. the uh, the writing in the beginning, it, it kind of feels like Bermejo is talking directly to the reader. Mm. Like you know, it's his first time doing this. His father could could you know spin a story and stuff like that. But right. I just felt like Bermeo was talking directly, like as himself to the reader. Yeah, I, I picked up on that too, where he said something about, you know, my father used to tell me a story. I'm going to be honest, and I, he's trying to tell the story. And he goes, "I got to be honest, I'm not so good at it." So, you know, 
you talked about this book being personal. I think Bermejo as a writer really put himself out there on this title. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And you know what? The fact that DC had enough confidence in him to just let him release a hardcover, that shows how much faith they had in him because fucking they don't do that for everyone. Hell, they no, can they, I think they can they barely also... put out their trades, right, Gramps? <laughs> <laughs> I think they understood that they could sell this book alone or his books alone just by the art. Oh Ooh. man, it's it's so good. And then, then again, just the beginning, it says because for the story to make any sense, for it to mean anything, you have to believe in something, something very important. And then Batman comes down the snow. Oof. You have yeah. to believe people can change. So I also thought that was Bermejo talking again, like this is me being a writer. And then it goes into like those awesome panels, dude. Just everything's just gorgeous. The colors, everything. Bob gonna... looks a lot like Rorschach. Yes. <laughs> He I was does. just thinking that when I looked at it again. He does. I'm telling you, if you put the comics side by side, you would see Bob might be Rorschach. Who knows? Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give this 4.5 Shipley Donuts. <laughs> How many Merry Makers would you give it? How many Makers, Mark? There you go. Well, well I've had two, so I'm about to get three. <laughs> no this i i love this book i i one thing i love about it is like i said about the the section about gordon is where someone and this is this guy's first time trying to write a title and he found something new about a character that had been there for 70 plus years and he found a perspective that no one else had probably shared before or from what i'd read before that changed a little bit about how i saw that character and that that to me was one of my favorite parts of the book and i i like that and i appreciated that you think it was inspired by jeff Loeb's ghosts from the haunted night trilogy oh definitely oh yeah if like you were saying he he knows he definitely knows batman like the back of his hand yeah he's done his research He, he he's like so many other great writers and artists in the past that you know, this was a dream project for him. So, you know, how gorgeous is that Catwoman he drew? Oh, amazing! Oh man! If if you guys go back to the pages with her, she has claws coming out from, from tips of her boots <laughs> to get through the snow. I mean, how crazy is that? That's pretty badass. Yeah. That scene where she's like snuggling up next to him, saying about, "Oh, honey, how else am I gonna get you to come out and play?" I mean. Dude, that's so mm. so hot. And I'm I'm just so happy that he didn't have her top zipped down to her cleavage oh. because one, it looks better. Two, that would make no sense in the snow. Well, how many how many trunks? Trunk. Oh, I mean, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I mean. I I gotta give it you know four and a half five. I mean, it just seems that that you know all the arcs we have done so far, uh, you know we keep giving it uh, top marks, but it deserves it, man. I mean the style, the um, the artwork is. I mean, uh, dick flies off. I mean, <laughs> gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the dick flying off the handle? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, the, the colors, the ray of light shining through the wood slats of the toy shop, um, 
the facial expressions on every character. Mm. I mean, it's uh, it's beautiful. I mean, even on the, the back where it has the Joker on a tombstone, that is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, I love those. And the cat. So good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the back we have Batman in the cemetery in that wraparound cover and. All three of the ghosts that visit him are represented in the cemetery. Yes. Yeah. I would love to see Bermejo do other characters like um, Bizarro. Uh, yeah, Bizarro would be great, Dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Fucking A. But, um, I mean, but I mean, that, that one page where it shows, you know, um, Batman in like his uh, 66 kind of knock you know knocking out the penguin and you see two-face and the scarecrow i would yeah. love to see other stories you know with those characters you know what i i bet you if 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 capello was to leave and he took over no one would complain uh, well has, has bromero ever drawn a run no <laughs> i don't think so no right? he hasn't he he well i mean if you consider the joker run a run the Luther run. No, um, those aren't runs, though. Those he, are, he couldn't keep minis. up with the timeline. He couldn't keep up with the deadline. Not yes. with the kind of work he does. I think this kind of work takes a while. You so. know what, though? His Suiciders, that's month. Still doing that? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's true. So, I don't know, man. His his art, the way he does it, it I'm sure it takes time, but fucking you know what, A, though? man. I'd love that. Shout out to his colorist, too, because she's just oh, yes. Barbara Chiardo or whatever her name is. She, um, this Italian <laughs> colorist is, uh, she's pretty phenomenal. Like, she really brings it to life as well. And Todd Klein, who was the letterer for this book as well. It's Batman Noel is definitely a book that makes you look forward to Christmas even more because this is definitely a book you want to read. I usually hog out, you know, on Christmas, <laughs> and then I read it. <laughs> And then I fall asleep. <laughs> I read it every Christmas since it's come out. That's I didn't awesome. even read it for this episode. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, every, I read my bull. <laughs> I mean, every aspect of it is is good. You know, like it's almost kind of forgotten in a way that not a lot of people probably have read it or. It's not really mentioned that much. Not as much as Joker. Yeah, I but I, I what's you know it's probably because it's like a whole holiday thing. Yeah, does anyone have a favorite panel? You know what? There's a few. I I really like the one with Scarecrow and it shows Penguin and yeah, oh all the classics. All that. That's pretty. I, I love the toy one. I love dude. The I one... don't know I, where he's the whole homage to fucking The Shining. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really like the splash page where he's remembering Jason Todd and they're jumping so across and he's in the classic 66 suit. I really also, I was just saying, I, it's funny you brought that up because I was literally just looking at that right when you mentioned it. Um, another great one I thought was that page um, where it shows Catwoman's face and half her face. You can see the other half is Batman in the classic suit jumping through the glass. And That's a great one. With the class, you know, where it's where it shows all the bat suits, that's unreal. Mm, yeah, <laughs> first appearance. Love it. I love when Catwoman's holding the bag of jewels in front of Batman, and she's like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> and the springs, uh, that glowing neon sign, the billboard in the back of them, in the background, springs, and just the, the way Batman's cape is like flaring towards her, and the glows coming off it is just so fucking 
pleasure yeah. to look at. You know? that, that's Real sp- beauty. Real. That spring sign is so New York, like Brooklyn. Yeah. Mine's not so much a single panel, but more the the section where Joker is introduced after the Batmobile explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, you just see his feet as he's walking up, and then it's like four pages before you see his face. Yeah. So he's just yeah. kind of slowly introduced, uh, frame by frame. And what I like about those pages is that everything is slayed and midnight and deep blues, mm-hmm. all these blues. So it's kind of like giving you this lifeless feel because Batman's supposed to be dead at this point. So I thought that yeah. was really clever on their part. Where I, he's dragging him into the cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, it seems yeah. like he's like in and out of consciousness. Like he's almost like blinking like as he's getting dragged and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so those... Those lights coming from the buildings, the windows, it's almost like the tunnel. You know, the the light at the end of the tunnel? Mm, it's like, yeah. Trans- and even that glow coming from the sky, it's like, it's it, it all reflects on death. So I thought mm-hmm. that was really well thought out as well on that <laughs> part. Yeah, like when the uh, back well, when that, that car, car must have been boarded. really close to the cemetery. <laughs> 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 I mean, um, after that car, after that panel where the car does explode, and you know, kind of throws Batman's uh, pile of garbage, um, you almost think in your head, you almost like in the movies when the uh, explosion happens, you know, the ringing in the ears, and he's kind of fading in and out of consciousness. I mean, it, it's fun. It's great. I mean, mm. when he's walking right to the uh, Joker's dragging Batman's body. Um, Right past the gates, you can see the shadow of the gates. He draws like landscapes and 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 portrait work. Cool. He also does a really good job with the fight scenes too. I mean, they mm-hmm. the action scenes read fast. Like you can tell that the fight's happening and stuff like that. So he 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 knows his shit. Do you guys like him his art better than Jim Lee's art? Oh hell, who's art? Jim Lee's, Jim Lee's Joker is the best. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Bermejo definitely has more of a realistic I like touch. his suit. I like his suit better. I like Great. the fact that the ears are actually at the back of the head instead of in the middle of the head and the <laughs> triangles sticking up. Hey, bet. <laughs> and so. now, come on. The 52 suit is groundbreaking, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit on it on the ground. No, I mean the, the way that Bermejo draws the the bat suit, it's almost like it's like a warrior suit, like an urban yeah, warrior it, man. It's like homemade. Like it looks more homemade than, for example, the new Fifty Two suit looks almost like synthetic. You know, like here even the boots have you know there's four buckles for the boots. You know, the belt has you know, it, everything about it just looks like it's homemade suit, not just. Something that a machine made, something that he made. But you have it, folks. To, to cap it off, if you love Batman and Christmas, I'd say this book is a must own. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Agree. Yeah, definitely. It's something great to read around the Christmas holiday. And Get just, some hot chocolate, some marshmallows. Yeah, it's more oh, Baker's Mark. Oh, shit. Some gingerbread cookies or some Robo Rich cookies and just. Some M&M cookies. Some M&M cookies. Oh, yeah. sit, around the, <laughs> sit around the fireplace. Just... Your log. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott, throw the grenade and take us out of here, boy. 